Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers from Performance Medicine. This is an exciting day for me um, because I have a special guest, Amber Gorley, who is a registered nutritionist, dietitian. And it's funny how we met. We were at a, a meeting with some sports medicine docs and trying to get a program rolled out for, for athletes in the high school. I do, I'm the team doctor at our local high school. And um, so we met in that way, and it really perked my interest up when you told me, and I looked at your card, and it says the disobedient dietitian. And just immediately, I love that because a lot of what I do in my practice has almost been going against the mainstream a little bit because I know that things change, and as time has evolved over my 34-year practice in medicine, um, I know that what they taught me especially about nutrition and food, was completely wrong. And I think you agree with that. But today, as part of our team, I want to get you in here and introduce you to people because I'm already sending her patients. And I really want to pick your brain a little bit about, about things. Now, why did you label yourself a disobedient dietitian? So my husband gets all the credit for that name. Um, we were brainstorming business names, and he goes, well, you know, when people think of a dietitian, you would not fit that box. You would not fit that mold because you're very much about the individual and looking at what the individual needs. And it's not, you know, that here's your standard 1,200 ADA diet, you know, go forth. It's, it's really more in depth and getting to know the person, their, their needs, and really going outside the norm and, and in a sense rebelling against, like you said, what we were taught in school. It just does not apply in the real world. Really Our country's becoming more obese all the time. As you know, we live in one of the worst parts of the country for obesity. Yeah. And it's worse with the childhood obesity epidemic. I mean, look at all the kids that are obese. It's, what is it, two-thirds of them? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's funny because I talked to a medical student last night who's doing a rotation in Atlanta. And we were he, he knew I kind of get into the nutrition part. He, he said his... His internal medicine professor, who teaches at some of the, you know, Ivy League type schools, um, told him that he did some work with obese patients and that it's, you know, it's calories in, calories out. And I told him that couldn't be further from the truth. It's not calories in, calories out. It's so complex. Um, so talk a little bit about that. Why is that thinking still going around? Even by probably most of your fellow dietitians. They'll think calories in, calories out. Yeah, it's like you said, such a complex topic. And I think it's still around because initially it works. People can, you know, get that five pound weight loss cutting calories, but it's not sustainable. We know it's not sustainable. So the bigger question is why? And, you know, you and I have had this conversation. It's insulin resistance. It's estrogen dominance. It's, you know, inadequate or excess testosterone. It's so, so complex. It's gut health, right? What is the health of our microbiome? Is it in balance? And these diet sodas we've been drinking for 30, 40 years now, we now know, and I've seen this over and over and over, actually cause people to gain or maintain weight rather than lose weight. And so, you know, we're up against 30 years of, I guess the word would be dogma, right? I think it's funny because in the... In our local newspaper, the headlines on New Year's Day was 
low carb diets may work. I mean, you know, we were taught that you should eat low fat and everything's mm-hmm. labeled low fat in the in the grocery stores and people I mean, I'm, I got the low fat yogurt. You know, how come I'm not losing weight? Well, in my mind, a lot of this comes from working with a lot of diabetics, having two diabetic kids myself since they were little. But to me, it's all about insulin resistance, like you were saying, and maybe even leptin resistance. That that hormone produced in your gut that tells your brain when you're full. It's kind of like insulin. You have too much of it. It doesn't work. So your brain's not getting the signal that you should stop eating. Uh, but it is so complex. There's hormonal reasons, like you mentioned. Well, I've just never met a, a dietitian who knew anything about hormones. You even run the Dutch test like I do. But um, so it is, there's a genetic factor. There's hormonal factors. There's your own particular body's metabolism. I'm, I mean, some people can eat things that others can't eat. I mean, you know, I, I tell my patients, you're, skinny buddy over there may eat twice as much as you do. Our goal is to find out why and to find out something for you, not really a diet, but a lifestyle. And it may involve, you know, using some insulin sensitizers or, you know, eating particularly low carb for you. But I found out that the fats aren't, shouldn't be demonized like they used to be. No, absolutely not. And I think that's a big part of the issue too, right? Because when we eat low fat, we're eating typically higher sugar, higher carb which now we're having these insulin peaks and valleys, which actually causes us to eat more. And that fat really stabilizes that. And I think that was a huge, huge misstep in our dietary guidelines personally, because it doesn't, it doesn't work for so many reasons, right? I agree with you hundred percent. It all goes back to the 1950s with, with the, with Congress, Ansel Keys was a guy that really mm-hmm. wanted it for everybody. Yeah. But um, when I read Gary Taub's book about good calories, bad calories many years ago, just like a light bulb goes off and I said, no wonder my patients aren't losing weight or can't keep weight off because it's really not equal. Calories in don't equal calories out. The quality of the calories and maybe when you eat them, I mean, timing of the calories. There's so much we don't know still. There's so much we don't know and that we're learning, but I know that if, if we dive into it and look at your hormones, look at your thyroid, look at your mm-hmm. cortisol, um, look at your insulin levels. People assume that they're good. My, my blood sugar came back normal. I'm fine. My doc said I'm fine. My cholesterol's fine. Um, well, they didn't check an insulin level. Yes, that's my one of my favorite labs to look at is that insulin level. It tells so much. And, and these other labs we rely on, I think, probably a little too heavily because they are not the full story. The full story is not what your total cholesterol is or what your blood glucose is. It's what how the particle sizes are on your cholesterol and also how what your insulin level is. I mean, sometimes I'll get a fasting insulin level and tell them to go out, and this is a cheap insulin tolerance test, and I'll say, well, go down to the bake shop and eat a eat a eat <laughs> some kind of bun or something and come back in an hour. Let me see what your insulin level did. If it pops way up, you're definitely insulin resistant. You have to eat low carbs. You're already pre-diabetic. You just don't know it yet. Yeah, it's that canary in the coal mine, that's what I tell people. Right. And we're just not looking at it. Because I, I think if we looked at it more, we could prevent diabetes. We can prevent a lot of the obesity that's, that's occurring. I agree with you. I mean, some things you should never eat. I mean, like, you should never drink a Coke. I mean, I have people tell me, I'm down, I just drink one Coke a day, or my sweet tea is now half and half. I'm going, you can't drink half and half sweet tea. You drink unsweet tea, maybe put a little stevie in it, 
Uh, you can't drink any Coke, especially a Diet Coke, worse than a regular Coke. I, yeah, I'm almost like, just drink the six ounce regular Coke if you're not going to give up either. I, I agree with you 100%. We'll, we'll um, work on that, but yeah, but get rid of the diet. There's a lot of misinformation about what to eat, diets, and I know I use about every tool in the book that's out there to use. I mean, I will use a lot of different ways to get weight off people. You know, I like to give people hope. I like to get them off medications, not on more medications, um, and teach them how to eat right, how to exercise maybe. Stress management. We didn't even talk about that, right, because that's your cortisol, and that contributes to the um, mental piece. I love to check cortisol levels, and that mental piece is very important. That's why we have Dr. Robin Branca, who's a Ph.D. psychologist that just works with us on and our patients on the psychology of eating. I mean, you have a lot of binge eaters. You have a lot of people that eat out of stress or get up in the middle of the night and eat. Um, there's a lot to that. I know you talk with a lot of, especially women, on dietary eating patterns and what is there any common theme that you see with people no everybody's, everybody's different. different right we, we all come from different genetics different background different socioeconomic you know some of us learned how to cook growing up some of us didn't some of us have been told crazy things by our practitioners and we're holding on to that and that affects you know, the way that we act. They're so, so complex. You, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, it's it's different for everybody. There's no cookbook formula. That's why you need a lot of tools in your armamentarium. You need, you need some baseline labs at least to see where if you're on an even playing field. Yeah. Test if, don't guess, right? That's right. Test don't guess. And also listen to your patient. Um, it's interesting to me that you said um, – the medical community is usually about 17 years behind. I, yeah. I find that to be very true. Yeah, it is. 17 Shocking years behind in that. what they're telling people that we know, we already know, but um, we're way behind. But anyway, anything else you want to talk about as far as tests you run or patients you like to see? Um, well, I do work a lot with women, autoimmune disease. I think is quite frankly, I predict the next nationwide crisis. You know, diabetes may be number one, but almost everyone that comes in my office has at least one autoimmune disease, multiples usually. And we'll do another segment on autoimmune disease. I've done a few on here already, but you're exactly right. And when she says autoimmune, that means your body's kind of reacting against itself. Uh, most thyroid patients that I see have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Um, and it all does, like you mentioned earlier, it starts in the gut. 70% of your immune system is located in your gut. Yeah. So if your gut's not working, if you're bloated, gassy, constipation, diarrhea, GERD, heartburn, there's something going on there. And yeah. Unless you fix that, it's going to be really hard to fix the rest of the patient. So when that inflammatory response starts going, it what happens is you have these, these junctions in your gut, and uh, we call it leaky gut. And things that are inflammatory get into your bloodstream, yeah. and they set off a cascade of inflammation, which causes all diseases and can trigger an autoimmune response that we, we may have a predisposition for yeah, anyway. Just flip that switch right on. Like thyroid, or adrenals, or rheumatoid arthritis, or yeah. you know any of those autoimmune diseases that we treat every day. So fix the gut first. Look yeah. at your adrenals, like you're saying with the cortisol. Yeah. Look at your other hormones. 
So it's not as simple as just don't eat that. It's very complex. I know you run a lot of tests like I do, testing for zonal levels or things that will indicate that we have a leaky gut. And the thing about it, you can cure a leaky gut. You just have to look into it. Um, of course, we use probiotics. We use digestive enzymes. Um, and we try to take out the inflammatory foods that you're eating, like sugar, gluten, corn, soy, dairy in a lot of cases. And then we do food allergy testing, and we can't really pinpoint it. But uh, is there one test that you like to run over all others as far as food intolerances or leaky gut? There is. Um, I use the MRT test called the windshield wiper method. It's by far the best test and protocol, right? There's an, an art to interpreting tests. Exactly. These are, these are complex tests. These are complex tests. So I love that when it, it's such a windshield wiper. I find that patient symptoms, client symptoms decrease 50 to 75% within one month. <laughs> You know, if they're compliant with that, we see weight loss, we see, you know, pain disappear, we see diarrhea resolve. It's really phenomenal. And then I like to go back in, you know, look at the hormones, do a GI map, look yep. at the gut, look at the balance, because uh, you do have to correct that. But it's nice to give people a quick win, right? Because then they're more motivated. I agree with you. And those tests are available through either one of our clinics. Yep. But um, you said something about pain. And I know you work a lot with pain. I do. How does nutrition affect your pain? Well, it goes back to everything we've been talking about, right? We, we not only are we eat, we're what we absorb, how the body utilizes that, if it's attacking that. Um, and so sort of going back to the food sensitivities, for example, we find that some of those larger food particles are getting into the body. They're producing cytokines. They're landing in the joints. They're you know, triggering fibromyalgia and really causing a lot of that pain and inflammation. And then on top of that, nutrient deficiencies are the second area where I see a lot of people with pain. Um, Omega-3 fatty acids, for example, chronically deficient in this country and a huge contributor to chronic pain. Yeah, and you get in the in the media, you'll come out in the media and say, well, omega-3s don't do any good. Well, they do you see good. See the first hand. I'll guarantee yeah. you they do you good. So, yeah. you know, that's what's strange about medicine. You can say, you hear all kinds of things like, well, coffee's good for you. Coffee's bad for you. You should take an aspirin to prevent heart disease. Maybe it doesn't work. So you, and when you look into the research, what I found, like with omega-3s, you need a higher dose of EPA and DHA yeah. than in most fish oil tablets. And that's what I was going to say, the dose and the quality. The quality. Right? If we're not talking about Walmart supplements. Right. Because these things, these things aren't regulated. These things aren't regulated by yeah. the FDA, so you're kind of, kind of guessing if you're going to walmart or somewhere to get your discount vitamins so you may be wasting money on those exactly so you have to look at quality um but isn't it amazing that you can help or resolve your pain through what you eat it's it's, it's a fantastic thing to see and especially you know where we're at now where you and i both know that opioids aren't the answer you know even they don't even work many times they don't it becomes that, that psychological Keys, but to be able to say yes, like if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to change your diet, you never, you know, you don't have to have the medication, and that's so fantastic. We've got a terrible opioid uh, epidemic, especially in our part of the country. It's unbelievable, yeah. really. It's really, I think, it's almost degenerating our society, yeah. and it's bad around here. And the thing about it, just like you said, those things don't work after about two weeks. They don't work they, for they pain. Then you get addicted to them. You have to have them. Yeah. It ruins your life. I've known many, many cases. 
even with professionals that's ruined their whole lives. You know, when I, when I, as a doctor of many years, the two things that people come to see me for, basically, they're either tired or they hurt. Or both. And usually both. Yeah. And they, sometimes they go together. But isn't it amazing that your lifestyle can affect how your joints feel? Um, you know, it's, it's just exciting to me to have Amber kind of on board with us and corroborating. Finally, I found a dietitian that really knows her stuff. I mean, it's taken me years to, I've searched for years. I thought I had one about 10 years ago and she moved, moved away. Not but, moving. So. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> so we're lucky here in the Tri-Cities to have somebody like Amber who really is a forward thinker, knows what she's doing, knows what tests to run. And how to help you with your your whether it be weight loss, your pain, or your just your quality of life. So, um, um, how, how do we get a hold of you? Now, tell us your number. And of course, I've got your card, the disobedient <laughs> dietitian. I love that. And uh, what what's tell me about your office? Yeah, that's a great question. So I see clients a variety of places. Right now, I do a lot of virtual work. So even my clients that are local to the Tri-Cities, we, we do it virtually. So it's you know completely compliant and secure. Your, your health information is safe. But we do it over telehealth, video. Okay. Um, so that's one that's way. That's a big new thing. I just it's awesome. This. Like I said, my local clients, like they don't even come see me because we can just hop on a call. But I do um, have an office in South Johnson City right now um, that I can use. And I also like to get out with my clients. So if we're local, you know, do a grocery store tour, you know, come into awesome. their house. Awesome. So those options are available too. And then of course, outside of the region, I'm, I'm available virtually. Um, the disobediantdietitian.com is an easy way to get a hold of me. It's dietitian with a T, not a C. Okay. Um, or on Facebook or um, email Amber the Disobedient Dietitian, or they can give me a call. And we can put that in the... Uh, down below. Okay. Amber, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. That's just been wonderful. It's so good to me to have somebody like you on board and, and with us. So, Amber Gorley, there she is. Um, any questions, call her <laughs> office or my office and we'll team up and we'll help you lose weight and feel better. Good job, guys. Turn that good. Excellent. And you can put her like logo at the bottom yeah, of easy. something. Yeah, I can get you easy, that. easy. Let's see what this is doing. That was awesome, guys. Have you met Ernie, our physical therapist? Mm -hmm. Awesome, I was here. He's, he's the best there is. Um, so it's kind of a team approach. I mean, you have to have a little bit of everybody getting their expertise like 